Hello, 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 everyone. Uh, Welcome back to the Daily Gab. As always, I'm your host, Gab. (laughs) Week four here, and we've got a really interesting episode tonight. So let's jump right in. So to start off with my weekly recap, I spent a lot of time outside this week. Thank God the weather just finally turned around. I think that a lot, like I was kind of in a funk last week and I mean almost 75% of it had to do with the fact that it was raining nonstop every single day. The color gray is not my favorite. My favorite color is yellow. So when the world looks a little bit more yellow, um, I'm going to be in a better mood. (laughs) But um, no, it was gorgeous. It was like 65 plus all week and sunny like so so sunny um I got to work outside a few days for my porch which like is just like a game changer man and the birds were singing the sun was shining like just it's really hard to like find negatives when like it's just like so nice outside um and I mean my attitude like directly correlates with how much water I'm drinking and the weather outside and I can tell you that both of those areas were lacking last week and this week I've just like started drinking water like a tank again um this is your friendly reminder to go pour yourself a glass of water and chug it real quick I am water's biggest fan I think it's like something that like really like sometimes you just like forget to drink water and you're drinking coffee and doing drinking wine and just drinking like all these other liquids go drink some water please it's like better for your body um so I will say like this week was just like leaps and bounds just because of the weather and just being able to enjoy this kind of weather in February is just like like still after all this time blows my mind so um that was awesome this week second thing um is this week in the kitchen I experimented with cauliflower (laughs) um turns out I like cauliflower every week I find a new vegetable that I can tolerate this one I actually like really really enjoy um I've always been really skeptical of cauliflower because it's like it looks like an ugly version of broccoli and I'm really not even broccoli's biggest fan and um so and it kind of smells funky. Like I eat a lot of riced cauliflower, like a lot of riced cauliflower. We'll put it in like tacos and enchiladas and like all this other stuff. Um, this casserole that like my roommate showed me last year. Um, so like it just smells weird when you cook it. Um, so it's always really turned me off. But at like on the Super Bowl, um, Jamie actually cooked me this buffalo cauliflower and I gave it a shot. And like actually used that same recipe this week and made buffalo cauliflower tacos um you can see that recipe on my story um my instagram like story and i also used that cauliflower for like nuggets and did like chick-fil-a from home um and i also put the cauliflower in my um, nachos the other evening um so i became cauliflower's biggest fan this week (laughs) and um I can see myself like really putting it in my um diet moving forward it's something that's like super easily like adaptable and like it's like super cheap I bought like two heads of it and just like went through it in one week and I got to do so many different things with it so turns out I love cauliflower and I this is a sponsored ad for cauliflower (laughs) um and then I also am going to touch upon 
I've been thinking about potentially creating um, Spotify playlists for like each episode each week just to kind of like show you guys what I've been listening to during the week. Um, my taste in music is funky. Like it's all over the place. Like catch me listening to Taylor Swift. Catch me listening to some country. Catch me listening to like some like Linkin Park. That one's only because of my mom. <laughs> but um it's just kind of all over the place. They don't have one taste of music. I love live music and like I like some of the funkier sounding stuff that like no one's ever heard of before. Um, so I'm thinking about doing like and I also beat a song to death. So I'll listen to it 30 times in like a 24 hour span and then like never listen to it again. Um, so I'm thinking about doing that. I'm dabbling in it. I'm not fully committed but um, look to see what comes of that. Um, but that's about it for this weekend or this week. Um, other than that, it was, you know, pretty normal work week. Um, pretty normal. I helped a friend build boxes <laughs> and, um, rip bu- bubble tape, bubble tape, bubble wrap. Oh my God. That's embarrassing. Bubble wrap. Um, so if you ever need me for packing needs, don't call me to move because I will never move again. Um, but if you ever need help with any packaging needs, I'm your girl. Um, so that's about it. I'm really excited about this week's episode. Um, and here we go. Just kidding. Before we jump right in, each month I like to do three goals one, a lifestyle goal, a health and fitness goal, and a um, financial goal. And I do this because it's more attainable to do in a month. And, um, it helps you like feel more accomplished, especially with like bigger tasks. Um, and I have like a whole episode planned on goals and stuff like that in the future. So we'll touch upon that again. Um, but for March specifically, my three goals this month is to tackle my taxes. I've been so lucky for the last, you know, so many years of my life, my parents have helped me with my taxes. So this year I'm doing my taxes on my own. Um, my second thing is that I'm going to close all of my rings on my Apple watch for 20 days this month. Um, doesn't have to be consecutive or anything like that, but just to get back into closing my rings because it's just like such a fun game that I have. And my third and final goal is to wake up before 7 a.m. every day. I think I've kind of gotten into a rut and gotten too comfortable with like sleeping in. Um, And I just like prefer the mornings most of the time. So I want to be able to like just really like be refreshed and wake up at 7 a.m. and and before 7 a.m. And that'll really help me with like going to bed earlier too. So those are my three goals for this month. I'm really excited to do them. I kind of mix it up every month. So these are like newer ones to me. So in case you guys didn't catch it by the title, this week's episode is Dude, Listen to Your Body, and it is certain situations where I ignored my body and the repercussions that it had on my life. So to kind of jump right in, to give you a backstory, I grew up in gymnastics. I started at a very young age, and um, in that sport specifically, you're basically trying to beat the clock. Um, I don't know how familiar you get familiar you guys are with the sport but most female gymnasts peak between the ages of 15 and 20 you don't see very many gymnasts after the age of 22 just because it's not a sustainable sport it's really grueling on your body and it's really taxing and this isn't to say that other sports at an intense level don't cause the same issues this is just from my standpoint at a very young age gymnasts put their bodies through a tremendous amount of stress um and the sport is changing, and I'll give it that. Um, 
but I grew up in it before it started to change. So the mentality that my coaches had and the sport in general was just a little skewed. So basically the environment that I grew up in is if I could still walk, run, tumble, you name it, if I could do it on an injury and I could like make it through then I was fine and I was going to tough it out it was more of like a suck it up mentality and this was just because you're battling like the clock um you don't have time to like take four weeks off to properly heal an injury you don't have time to just like rehab and mend your broken bones like you guys you just like literally just have to suck it up and keep going and from a very young age we were I was told that if I could do that then I would so you know you put your hand in front of the on the stove right and it burns you and you go ouch that hurt you don't do it again um we are taught to be like ah we can handle that pain so let's just leave it there for a little bit longer until it becomes something that you can't handle and like that's insane (laughs) for six-year-olds and on to be doing that but that's kind of the environment that we were training in so if it was something that I can handle then I would do it and so you know I mean as a child you do have a taller uh, whoa a higher tolerance for pain anyway um so like what was usually like an eight or seven on a pain scale would be like a five in my book and that's just like insane to think about so this is kind of the environment you grew up in and if you could handle it and you could suck it up you got it done like I was in the third grade when I fractured my wrist and I wasn't properly portraying my pain to anyone and I was telling them it was fine one day it hurt one day it didn't I was like totally okay I could still tumble and do this you know um come to find out I was tumbling on a broken wrist for three weeks and that's no one's fault but oh, it is someone's fault. You know, I was honestly, you know, trained to kind of ignore the pain. And I didn't know how to speak up and be like, oh, this kind of hurts a little bit more. But, you know, that falls on me and the coach. And, you know, moving forward, you just have these injuries and you kind of just like brush them off until you there's a point in your like calendar that you can deal with them and that sounds like so ridiculous now saying it back but this was like the reality back then um because if you weren't going to make it to a certain level by a certain age like there was no point in you doing this sport and what's the point of getting all these injuries for nothing so to kind of go back to probably like the biggest situation um in my gymnastics career was I was in the seventh grade and I was training one night on bars and I was having like ankle issues earlier in the day so I was like you know I'll just do this dismount and land more on one side of my like like one more on one leg than the other I do my dismount land and I hear pops go like through my back and I just kind of like shook it off and I was like ah it's kind of annoying but um the next day I go to practice and I'm really sore and I was like this just like uh, this is kind of uncomfortable for me and so I have one of the younger gymnasts walk on my back and like try and like stretch it out because I thought it was like an internal muscle thing because it didn't feel like a broken bone it just felt like a sore muscle so I had this little gymnast like walk all over my back for like 20 minutes um in retrospect terrible idea but what did I know so you know I go on the next few weeks and I'm like mom this is kind of uncomfortable like um but I can't I can't 
really explain this pain. I don't know how to explain it. Um, and I feel like I'm like, I'm fine. I can do everything. It just like is kind of uncomfortable for me. And she was like, okay, well, let's go to the doctor. We go to the doctor. They diagnosed me with sprained ribs and they were like, you know, it, this one rib popped out. Let's just like reload, like re push it in, whatever. Um, and then you should be on your way. Take it easy for the next two weeks, but then you should be like on your way. And I was like, okay, amazing. Um, let's like keep doing this. So I rest for two weeks. The season's about to start and we just like hit the ground running. I don't have the best season of my life, but you know, I just keep going and that back pain still kind of there. But I was like, you know, it's like muscly. It's like some days are worse than others, but I, I sh- like I'm fine. I, like I had the mentality I could make it through to the next day. So I was going to make it through to the next day and I can continue this on. So that rest of that season was like you know, decently okay, like nothing stellar, nothing to write home about. (laughs) Um, And it starts, then I go to eighth grade and the next season starts. And, you know, I had some struggles through the season with like different injuries and just like I had a hamstring problem and this, that, whatever. My ankles have always been, you know, gnarly um, because I've probably broken both of those ankles twice, not to mention like your foot. I've broken my foot both of them multiple times as well um so my ankles are just like not the cutest thing um but we get through the season and I like you know I'm dealing with my ankle injuries by tape I would tape my ankle and then I'd put a brace on it and then I'd tape that brace and then I'd put a tie-up brace on top of that tape to the point where I could not feel my toes they would just be purple and I had you gotten to a point where it's like well if I can't feel it it doesn't hurt And that's just like what the sport had done to me is if I didn't feel the pain, it didn't hurt. And that like I was in the eighth grade cutting off circulation in my feet because I needed to get through to the next practice. So basically we're preparing for our state meet and I honestly had trained so well the week before I was hitting all my routines we had this thing called a one touch where you go to the gym early Saturday morning before the weekend um, and you basically warm up all of your events and then you compete as if you'd be at your meet for like the state meet you do one routine and then you leave and everyone was trickling in right around um the like the last event for us so because basically the entire gym was shut down for us and then all the classes and stuff would come in towards the like nail end and all the parents were in um you know like all the parents were here to pick us up all the teams were in it was just like one of those things where I got to close floor and so I do my routine and I just like nailed it and I mean if you can't guess I am a performer <laughs> so I just like nailed the routine I was so excited I had such a good one touch I was like you know what I'm gonna go kick ass at this meet tomorrow I'm so excited I'd never gone into a meet more confident and um so we get to states and I am you know we get through all of our events and so basically we did like the rotation where you start like vault bars beam floor so we had we were on beam and we had floor next and I was feeling a little sore that day but I was like you know what I'm fine so we go to beam and I'm in the middle of my routine and my back gives out like completely collapses I fall off the beam off the mat and like roll off the floor and I like get up and finish my routine but I go over to my coach and I'm like in tears I'm like I'm in so much pain I literally I can't I have to scratch floor I have to take myself out of the meat I'm in so much pain I'm devastated I like I can't do it and she was like you can't do it and I was like I am in so much pain and she was okay so I scratch floor and I go home um 
and I'm just devastated. And my mom was like, we need to go get you checked out again. So my dad and I go to CHOP, which is the Children's Hospital of Philadelphia. We went to one of their best orthopedics. Um, they're like sport orthopedics at that hospital. And we got more x-rays and we got, um, you know, just like other tests done. And we go into the doctor's office and he was just like, so how long have you had this pain? And I was like, oh, well, it was really bad yesterday. And he was like, no, 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 no. Um, in total, how long have you had this pain? I was like, well, my back started to hurt in seventh grade, in the beginning of seventh grade. So, so about a year and a half now. And he goes, he just like was bewildered. He like looked at me. He was like a year and a half. And I said, yeah, why? And he was like, okay, so you have spondylolosis. And I know it sounds like I made that up, but you can Google it. There are pictures and all. Um, but basically it means that like the, the butterfly wings that are your vertebrae that like are on your spine, um, I like cracked two in half. Um, they were still like attached, but I cracked them like completely in half, like clear cut. And I said, okay, so what does this mean? He was like, well, should you've gotten this taken care of a year and a half ago we would have put you in a brace we would have gotten you into physical therapy and you would have been like well on your way and I said okay so what does that mean for us now and he goes this means you're done and I was like what and he was like you're done you can no longer do gymnastics ever again and I like sat there and was just like wait what there's there's got to be a plan and he just like didn't understand why I wasn't understanding um that my career was over um and so he basically was like Gabby you're operating at a pain scale of about eight or nine when you shouldn't honestly be operating with any pain at all and you've consistently been doing this for a year and a half and we need to get you to a place where you no longer have back pain like we need to get you down to a place where you no longer have back pain and if you don't give up this sport right now you will not be able to walk after you're 45 you will be on bed rest when you're pregnant with kids you know from like the very beginning of your pregnancy and he's telling me this as an eighth grader and I'm just like I don't even know where babies come from that's a joke I obviously do (laughs) but he's like telling me this and I'm just like this is not a top priority for me and he was like walking needs to be a top priority for you and I was just like I can't I can't be done like what's the alternative and he was like, no matter what, you need to take a year off from any athletics at all. Like, period, point blank. You can't be working out. We need to get you to a point where your pain is not this high. And you don't, like, just collapse, you know, in the middle of working out. And he said, so I need you to take a year off of your athletics. And I just looked at him and was like, who are you to tell me this? You just took away, like, I mean, as a little kid, girls oh not little okay let's just like not quote that as a child I wanted to go to the Olympics in middle school like early elementary school middle school I realized that the probability of me going to the Olympics was very very slim um but college gymnastics became a dream for me and I grew up watching you know the Georgia gym dogs and uh, the University of Florida their team like I wanted to be a gator um I like grew up watching these teams like dominate you know and just these gymnasts be powerhouses and I was so excited to one day have that and he basically just took away my dreams like completely like in two sentences took them away from me and I was just like 
there's got to be something else and he was like there is nothing else I need you to really take your body seriously and so we go home and we you know chatted out and I was like I'm not ready to give this up like I'm I'm just not and my mom and my dad are like Gabby I don't think you understand how serious this is and I was like I don't care I'm not ready and you know it sucks when you can't do things on your own terms so my mom and my dad were like you know what let's take the summer off because this was like in the spring he was like Let, let's take the entire summer off and then we'll reevaluate going into like the fall and I said okay fine so during this time I had a friend in middle school that was like you know like you won't be doing gymnastics right now and I think you'd be a really good diver like I think you should give it a shot um you should join like our summer like our summer swim team and I went home to my mom and I said mom like you know I can't just do nothing for the next three months so what if I like start diving like I think it'd be such a good idea it's a lot less pressure on my back um we can it's not as intense where like I can monitor if I'm having you know a bad pain day I can sit out like all this stuff and she goes I think that's an excellent idea however you cannot dive if you're not going to also be on the swim team so I also need you to join the swim team and this is like her favorite thing ever because she's always wanted me to be a swimmer and I just didn't want to so I said fine that's fine and that summer I swam and dive and that's honestly how my diving career started that summer so going into high school my parents gave me one more season and I went to my coach and I was like I only have like I actually never told my coaches going into that season that that would be my last season because I was like you know what mom and dad are just saying this but I bet that they'll let me go on further if I can continue to do this so I went on a very 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 like strict training progression um for that next season I was only allowed to do two events a night and I could never do floor and vault on the same night and I was constantly icing and like heating and just like really working on pain management which was hard for me a lot of the time my coaches would be like I think you should sit down I'm like I'm actually okay and like my pain would be a decent amount of pain but for me I thought it was manageable because again I don't know how to trust the signals in my own body because I grew up ignoring them (laughs) and so we get through the season and I end up like tearing a few ligaments in my ankle and I had a really really gnarly concussion that put me out of school for like two weeks in the middle of that season as well and if it weren't for those two things I think my parents would still let me would have like considered letting me have another year of gymnastics but at that point they were like absolutely not this is the end of the road for you and um it really altered like the path of my life and where I was going to go and what was I was going to do and it's not to say that you know, like a year, a year and a half, as soon as the back injury happens, I like, I continuously like, you know what, mom, I don't think that this doctor really knows what they're talking about. We should go to this doctor. We should do this, this, that, whatever. If I was more persistent and they found the injury earlier and I recovered fully, who's to say I wouldn't have gone on to like have an even like bigger injury down the line with something else. Like there's, there's, there's no way to know that. Um, you know, and if I, if that injury didn't play out the way it did, I may have never started diving and then, you know, never pursued my diving career and it never, it could have never brought me to Charleston. So all in all, everything does happen for a reason. But at the time that was earth shattering to me. The fact that my dreams are now completely ripped out from under me in a way that I like 
I didn't have a say in. And it's because I completely ignored all the signs in my body until my body ultimately gave out. And, you know, this is a PSA to everyone. If you're injured, just like, like, don't like, you know, just go, go get it checked out. (laughs) Like you're not, you're not supposed to live in a state of pain. You really aren't. And I was consistently and it's insane because I was, how old are you when you're in eighth grade? Like 12, 13? Like that's crazy that that's what I was doing as a 13 year old, but that's what I thought I had to do because I grew up in a sport that basically told me to tough it out. So that kind of set the precedent for the rest of my life. So you would think after listening back to that, that I would have learned my lesson. Um, It's pretty straightforward. Listen to your body and good things will happen. (laughs) Um, But I didn't. And, you know, that like manifested in my life in a bunch of different things. There was like (laughs) six months in college. I just had this like annoying cough that I like just wasn't getting rid of. Turns out I had bronchitis for six months and I just like can you imagine that now if I just had a cough for six oh my god I would not be out anywhere but (laughs) that's just like I was like it doesn't bother me so I'm just gonna keep moving on and then I had bronchitis (laughs) and they're like when did this that's my favorite question that any doctor ever asks me is like so when did this start and I'm like oh I have to lie now because if I say when it really started they're gonna think I'm on drugs (laughs) but so to prove that I did not learn my lesson um let's fast forward to post-grad gab about like literally just graduated college about what is it like two years ago now um and I'm in Charleston working for that event company and it's so hot I don't know if you guys have ever done Charleston summer it is so hot you walk outside and you just start sweating Like, it's just, you got to drink so much more water and just be, like, super mindful because it's so grossly hot outside. And so, I was, it was, I mean, my post-grad summer, like, I, my job was, like, time-consuming, but it wasn't, like, a nine-to-five situation. So, I got to hang out with, like, a lot of my friends and, you know, do a lot of fun things. And, I mean, majority of my friends were in the hospitality industry, so they had wacky schedules, too. Um... So we were just like enjoying our summer, like running. I was burning the, what is it? Burning the oil at both ends, burning the candle at both ends. Whatever that saying is, (laughs) I was doing it. And um, it was probably around the middle of July. I was like, I'm just like not feeling great. I was like, this weather's really getting to me. I'm super dehydrated. I need to keep like making sure to drink a lot of water. And it was like the week leading up to my um one of my best friend's 21st birthdays and he's like the baby of the group so we were just like so excited for him to finally turn 21 and um we're like leading up and I'm just like in the process of moving out of my subletter into a family friend's house before I move into like my current apartment and I'm like moving all these things over and I'm like running back and forth and I'm still I have a lot of like work that's going on through the week um like a bunch of different kinds of events and stuff like that and I'm just like I don't feel well like I just don't I'm so tired like I'm just so slow moving moving like I I have no appetite for anything like I just don't feel well and so we go to my guy friend's birthday and you know like it's his 21st he's going wild I got to play mom because I wasn't feeling great and just like making sure whatever and then the next day we go to dinner and I like can't eat anything at dinner like I'm so I'm in like my internal organs just hurt um 
And I just am like, I don't feel well. I was like, why can't I get hydrated? At this point, I'm just like, I'm severely dehydrated. Like, why can't I get hydrated? And I keep trying to drink so much more water. And so I end up like leaving dinner and I was just like, you know what? Like I texted and I was like, hey, I'm so sorry. I can't hang out tonight. Like, I don't feel well at all. I need to go home. And he was like, no, 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 totally understand, yada, yada, whatever. So I go home and I, it's, mind you, it's like 97 degrees outside with 115 humidity. Like it is gross. And I get home and like where I was subletting didn't have like, like that much air conditioning either. So it was like a hot in this room and I am frigid. I get under my comforter, four blankets, and then a weighted blanket. And I am shivering. And I was like, something is not right. I was like, let me try and drink more water. I'm in so much pain. I'm like, like me being my melodramatic self, this is the end for me. Like I was like, this is it for me. I was like, if I wake up tomorrow, I'm drinking water from the minute my feet leave this like bed till like I go to bed. Um, and obviously I make it because I'm here to tell the tale. <laughs> and I drink, like I commit to drinking so much water. So I moved the last of my stuff out of the subletter into our family friend's house. And one of my friends helped. And I like, am like walking up the steps and have to sit down. And mind you, I'm going to Orange Theory like every other day. Like I work in manual labor. Like I'm very in shape and I can't even walk up the steps. I'm like, what is wrong with me? So she was like, I think that you should go get like, go get checked out. I was like, I just can't like, I have no appetite. I'm so like dehydrated. I just don't know what's wrong. And she was like, I really think you should go to the doctor. And I was like, okay. So me being me, I go to like the urgent care close to my family friend's house. And it's like a horrendous urgent care. I would never recommend it ever. And they do all the tests and they're basically like, you're not dehydrated enough for like a liquid IV. And I was like, all right. Um, I, I think you're wrong <laughs> because I, uh, TMI, but like you can infer here what I mean, but I was like, you're wrong. Um, I'm super dehydrated. And so basically they're like, we'll just give you some Gatorade and like, like some pills, like for the pain or whatever. And it was like an Advil, like, like an amped up Advil. And I was like, fine, whatever. So I go home. And I'm just like sitting on this couch and I'm just like, I just don't feel well. I don't feel well. And I was like, let me just like, you know, get through the night. And, you know, our family friend was like, hey, you want some wine? I'm like, that is the last thing I want at all. I was like, I don't even want this Gatorade, but I need to chug it. And so finally, you know, I get up the next day, I go to work. <laughs> I end up passing out at this event. <laughs> Luckily, my role in the event was like very, very small. So it really didn't matter. But um, yeah, and then I like had to sit in the back and I was just like, I'm not feeling well. So in typical gap fashion <laughs> i like go back to work finish the event finish the evening go back to the warehouse unpack the truck and then drive myself to the er it is 2 a.m and i like walk myself in and so basically i get there and i'm like i'm just like not feeling well and i was like there something's got to be like wrong like there's something wrong and so they bring me in and um they like you know do the blood test and the urine test and all that other fun jazz and then they like they give me an iv bag so they're like hey look you are really dehydrated and i was like okay good thanks and then they're like so you know what hurts i was like everything in here hurts and then like a nurse was like you know touching all up on my stomach and i was like trying not to cry i was like i'm in so much pain and my head really hurt i was like i'm just you know and they're like okay 
your symptoms are kind of all over the place and your your both your blood and urine samples are not cute um so just hold on a moment we're gonna send you to go get an mri and a cat scan and then we'll like reevaluate or whatever and so like right before my mri a nurse comes in and is like (laughs) she was like um so where do you live i was like honestly i'm in between places right now and like that makes me sound like the biggest like red flag like I have I had a home I just was moving out of a sublet it was too much to explain to a nurse but I was like I I I have friends right down the street and they're like okay well we're about to give you some morphine so you can't drive and I was like I won't drive I'll walk if I need to (laughs) um if they were gonna let me out or whatever so they give me some and I start to feel a ton better obviously I go take my scans whatever and then finally the doctor comes in around like 3 34 in the morning and he's like, so we're going to keep you overnight. I was like, overnight? It's only like four more hours. And they're like, he, he literally starts, he goes, okay, so your gallbladder is really inflamed. Your liver enzymes are through the roof. Your spleen is infected. What else did they list for me? Oh, and my kidneys weren't functioning properly. <laughs> and, uh, and he was like, so we're going to keep you overnight because we have no idea what's going on. And I literally was just like, um okay it's 4 a.m i can't call anyone everyone's asleep and i'm just being checked into the hospital casually i was like okay here we go so the next morning i text both my bosses because i had a big day at work the next day and honestly that whole weekend and i was like hey guys um just so you know i went to the hospital last night because i wasn't feeling great they ended up keeping me overnight and i don't think i'll be able to make it to work at 9 a.m and they were like what are are you okay? And I was like, no, 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 I'm fine. I'm fine. I just like, I, maybe I'll be able to like, like get out in time to work my later shift. I just like, and they were just like, please don't come into work. And I was like, you're right. Um, but again, I was just like, if I can handle it, I'll do it. I just don't know what these doctors are going to tell me. And so probably, I mean, that night was like, for anyone who's had any time in the hospital, you don't sleep at all because you're being poked and prodded every hour on the hour for your blood work like nurses are trying to make you go to the bathroom and do all these other fun things and it's a miserable time luckily there was like good tv on the food wasn't half bad but i wasn't allowed to eat for like the first like two days i was there anywho um the tests that they run the next day are still like inconclusive i call my parents my mom and my dad my mom's like ready to like charter a helicopter to fly herself to me I'm like mom it's we don't know what's wrong yet until we know what's wrong like let's not freak out my aunt calls me and she's like because my aunt's like a dean of the nurse like at a nursing school and she was just like let me talk to the doctor I'm like it's real I promise you we're okay (laughs) um it was overwhelming to be there like by myself but my friends were at work and I had other friends like that were out of town and they were all like we'll come back and I'm like it's really like let's wait to see what's wrong first before like we start freaking out I'm okay here the nurses and I were BFFs at this point like let's just figure this out so like all my pain starts to go down and I start to like become a normal human again and I mean the doctitis and I call my mom and my mom starts freaking out I had to very much be reminded that I've been vaccinated for hepatitis and I was not going to have that but you know the doctors that that is a whole other area um but basically they ran a few more tests and an ultrasound that night and then then I had my third day stay at the hospital and that next day they were just like so (laughs) here's the thing you've had mono well they said you have mononucleosis and I called my mom crying I was like mom I have mononucleosis and she goes oh dear god Gabby it's just mono you're fine and I was like okay okay 
she was like okay but seriously you can't move into your new house you're not allowed to do anything for like a while and I was like that's just not gonna happen so basically my mom my angel of a mother came down to come help me but they told me I have mono and they were like you ignored these symptoms for so long that your body started failing started failing you um you you should not have been where you were at when you came in here like that just should not have been a thing like you should not have been going to the gym every day you should not have been working in 80 degree heat outside manual labor all these days and all this stuff and basically they were just like why didn't you listen to your body and I was like hmm funny you should say that (laughs) but basically so I was diagnosed with mono and they basically put me on bed rest for like a month they were like you can't do anything so my angel of a mother moved me into my apartment we made it comfy cozy and I like did I didn't I wasn't a human for the first month these were all new roommates to me and they were just probably like what is up with this girl and so I had to take a month off of work I took like a I think I took I think I only took like two and a half weeks off of work but I was very like like smart about going back to work and I like tried not to lift very much but like my like the doctor was like your spleen is like so swollen that like if like if, if you hit it the wrong way that could have been not great for you and so that at that time was like I was like you know what I really just should have listened to my body you would have thought I learned this lesson by now but nope so you know after all those years <laughs> still not listening to any of the signs and that's where that got me and it was a like a, a, a really big wake-up call to be like oh my god my body was like failing me to the point where the doctors could not figure out I had mono like there were so many things wrong at this point um but I had a nice three-night stay in the hospital <laughs> it worked out well because I was in between houses um but no that was like I think at that point I just was like you know what like I need to kind of do diff like I need to do something different like I'm no longer at a point in my life where I need to like keep pushing myself like that much to like be successful because that's obviously like you're not like that's the mindset I had as a like as a child that like to be successful I just needed to push through and push through and push through like I don't need I'm I'm 23 years old I don't need that same mentality so I will tell you this Neandria has really thrown me for a loop and honestly I probably had this injury since May of 2020 and really didn't get it looked at until January 2021 um so obviously I'm not making that much progress but I will say like I'm not allowed to like run or do any activities like that and like there are days that I wake up and I'm like oh like this actually feels great and then I like go outside and start walking and I'm like I could run like I could run and no one would know but no there's no there's no need like there's no need for me to do that there's no need to push my body to like a place that I can't come back from I'm 23 years old and I'm on arthritis medication like I I want to live a long life (laughs) so use me as a PSA you should not be going through life at an uncomfortable level like you should like just like I'm I understand like you know you're gonna have your aches and your pains from whatever it is and some days you're going to wake up and not feel great and you could have asthma and allergies and all these other things that like, you know, don't make it the easiest day to live. But like literally don't push yourself like to a point where you just can't come back from because what what is it for? You know, like what was what is the point of that at the end of the day? So this is just mostly just being a PSA. I'm learning my lesson. So to wrap things up, obviously, this is a lesson I'm still learning and trying to figure out um Rome wasn't built in a day so (laughs) 
if I'm going to have years and years and years of ignoring signs, you know, I, it's going to take me a minute, but, um, you know, these were probably the two most intense situations that I really like put my body through. And, you know, the one completely altered the trajectory of my life and really changed its entire path. And, you know, the other was a really insane wake up call to realize that I don't have to push my body to these insane limits to prove that I'm successful. That's just like not a healthy mentality. And, you know, whether you're in a job with manual labor or you're in a job that you sit at a desk and you literally get at your desk at 7 a.m. and you don't leave your desk until midnight, you know, that's like the same thing. You're you're pushing yourself and your body to a limit that it doesn't necessarily need to get to. And I think that as, you know, humans, there's just a lot of expectations for just, you know, anything. And we're not superheroes. So give your body a break from time to time, you know, go take a walk outside. If you're at your desk all day, stretch a little bit more if you need to, but just like really listen to it. Because if you don't, (laughs) you could spend three days in the hospital for mono. (laughs) So all right, y'all, that's all I have for you guys this week. Thank you so much for tuning in. Um, as always, you can follow me on Instagram at the.daily.gab. Feel free to share it with your friends and, um, tune in next week. Thank you guys so much. Have a great rest of your week.